have our reading now taken from the last book of the Bible, from the book of Revelation, from chapter 7, beginning at verse 9. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lord. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Ah, beloved John, just look at them come. Those who love the Lord. Indeed, Sarah, mother of our nation, so many people, so many different peoples. From north and south, east and west, women and men, young and old. <laughs> God's words to Abraham and me come true. All peoples on earth blessed through us. This is amazing! Just as our brother Paul prophesied, the dead in Christ, here they rise meeting the Lord as he returns in triumph. Wow. Wow, indeed. Excuse me, excuse me. Are, 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 you, um, are you Sarah, the great matriarch and the mother of, of, of the Jewish people? Yes, but what does that matter? Can't you see what is happening? We're witnessing the end of time. Y yes, I know, but, but there's something I need to know first. And before we go and join to be with the Lord. Well, what is it? And who are you? And what is that smell of fish? Um, I'm Jonah, uh, a prophet of God sent to Nineveh. It's, it's a long story, but I end up being swallowed by a great fish, and I've never been able to quite get rid of the smell. <laughs> I'll say. And what is it you wanted to know? Well, it's this. God made a promise to Abraham, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and him. Is that right? Yes. And, well, when God said all peoples, did he mean the Ninevites as well? <laughs> when God says all peoples, I guess he means all peoples. But as for the Ninevites, they're after my time. Why don't you go and ask John over there? He's seen visions of the heavens, you know. Wrote them all down in a book for all humanity to read. He knows a thing or two about such matters. I, I say, I, I say, are you, are you John, the seer of visions and the writer of revelations? Says his name is Jonah. Swallowed by a fish, apparently. He's got a question for you. That Jonah? That explains the smell. <laughs> what do you want to know? It's the Ninevites. What I want to know is, will there be any Ninevites among the people who love the Lord? 
Why are you so worried about the Ninevites? I thought you hated them. I did. To my shame, I did. But God eventually persuaded me how wrong I was. He loved the Ninevites. And now I'm really worried about them. What if they didn't truly repent when I preached in that city? Jonah, fear not. I once had a vision from God in the throne room of heaven. And I read, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. There will be Ninevites in this crowd somewhere. <laughs> we could keep an eye out for a little while, couldn't we, yep. John? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> there are some people over there who might be interested in Jonah. Where? Just there. They're from Wales. Ah, uh, Wales, very is This is serious. And anyway, I was swallowed by a fish. Not, not a whale. Okay. Oh, oh, now if I'm not mistaken, those people over there look like they're vaguely Assyrian. That's the right area, isn't it? Yes, yes. There they are. They have this fashion for this wearing this distinctive kind of turban. That's that's them. I'd know it anywhere. We're very glad for you, Jonah. I told you all humanity will be represented. But now we need to move on quickly because here come the living. <laughs> Morning everyone, that was great, wasn't it? Everybody loves a quiz, especially with a prize. So I've got three simple questions for you, okay? How many countries do you think there are in the world? Choose one of those numbers. Okay, who thinks this 175? Who thinks this 195? Who thinks this 215? Who's too lazy to put the hands up? <laughs> I might get to keep the prize. The correct answer is 195 countries, according to the United Nations. 193 members of the UN and two non-member observer members, the Vatican and Palestine. Okay, so second question. How many languages do you think there are in the world? Now this is obviously not precise. Is it six to seven thousand? Who thinks it's that? Who thinks it's eight to nine? Who thinks it's 10 to 11? The answer, 6 to 7,000. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what language we'll speak in heaven? I doubt it's going to be English, which is going to be hard for most of us in this room, isn't it? I'm just hoping I don't have to learn a new one, because I was rubbish at languages at school. <laughs> I had to reset my French GCSE, then scrape through with a grade 6 or whatever it was. Finally, how many people groups? Again, this is a, this is a hard thing to get precisely. But are there up to 20,000, 24,000, or 28? Who thinks it's up to 20? Who thinks it's up to 24? I'm going to win a prize. Who thinks it's up to 28? It's hard to say for lots and lots of reasons, but the best answer I could come up with is up to 24,000. So, Adoniki, you've got them all right. Anybody else for Adoniki? Get them all right. And 
sure you'll share them with your table. <laughs> Amen. Now, in our reading from Revelation and in our, our drama, we, we get a glimpse of the future. And in those few verses, if you're listening carefully, what, what do we see? Well, we see God the Father and Jesus portrayed as the Lamb at the centre, being worshipped, God on the throne. But who are these worshippers? Well, it says there's too many to count. But they are from every nation, every language, and every people group. All those numbers we put up, and obviously the ones that have gone before us. Just as a bit of a sideline, just to say, it struck me that God is clearly not racist. Okay, God is not racist. He views everyone as equal, and so should we. And it's actually a real pleasure, isn't it? Well, I found it a pleasure and a joy when I can worship God with those from other people groups, languages, and nations. But how will all those people from every nation, language, and people group get into heaven? Well, Paul the Apostle gives us a very simple answer in his book of Romans, basically by asking lots of questions. He asks four questions in these verses. He says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? First question. And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. This is mission. This morning we're looking at mission. That's the heart of mission. It's our responsibility and our privilege. And some of us are called to cross cultures and learn new languages, a bit like Jonah. We can be assured, can assure Jonah, there will be Ninevites in heaven, Assyrians in heaven. There are those who are called to cross cultures and learn new languages, but for most of us, we're called to share about Jesus right where we live and work amongst our neighbours, family, friends, schoolmates, whoever. I want to share with you this morning the names of five people. Now, two of these people are actually passed away. They're dead. They're now amongst that multitude, gathered around worshipping God. Two of them I've lost touch with, and one of them's in this room. If you don't know, you'll know in a minute. It's because of these five people that I'm in this church today. These are the people who introduced me to Jesus and then established me as a follower, as a disciple. Now, one I've known for over 50 years. Not only did I meet Jesus, I got my wife. It's a bit like a bud off, you know, you buy one, get one. <laughs> but, but one of them, Art, I only met two or three times. And I only had one real conversation with him. But that conversation with him changed my life forever. Very briefly, I was living in Manchester. I was a newish Christian, but, but deciding whether I really wanted to be a serious Christian or give it up. I was kind of on the fence, if you like. And I, and I bumped into this guy, Art, after church one day, and he got talking to me and listened to me and began to answer my, some of my questions. And what all he did, actually, in reality, was introduce me to Colin. Because Art didn't live in Manchester, but Colin did. So he introduced me to Colin, and Colin began to meet with me and help me to grow as a Christian. So that one conversation on that one evening changed my whole life. And I think that's encouraging. In any conversation we have, we could do that. Maybe over coffee today, or maybe over a meal today, we could have a conversation that might change someone's life. 
And you know what I hope for? If this exercise was done for other people, that some people might put my name up there, Alan might appear on there. That's not being big-headed, I don't think. That's, that's the exciting privilege that we have as Christians. I also hope that if other people did it, your names would appear up there. That some people would say, yeah, it's because of you that I'm following Jesus. Would you like that? If you would, you could be bold and be foolish and pray and ask God to do it. And I'm going to give you one verse which you might want to pray. I'm going to finish with this. It says in Isaiah, The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time I will do this swiftly. You might feel like me that you're the least. Even the least can become a thousand. So I just leave that as something for you to think about, maybe something to pray over and ask God to do. You might know that the Diocese of Birmingham is developing a link with the Diocese of Bolivia, various churches in Bolivia. And every so often there's an exchange visit between the two. I know various people have been to Bolivia, Margaret and Chris. You've been, of course you have, yes. They still talk about you in a positive way. <laughs> and this year there's a group going from Birmingham Diocese to Bolivia. Phil is going and Alison is going. They put together a little five minute video. Let's see what they've got to say. Hola Phil, como estas? Hola Alison, mi bien, gracias. Vamos a Bolivia, por qué? The link between Christchurch and the rest of Birmingham Diocese with the Anglican Church of Bolivia began over 10 years ago with then teenagers Becky and Dan spending their summer in the country. Miriam and I were members of a much bigger team that followed on from their visit. We spent three weeks working alongside local churches, joining in some of their activities and experiencing at first hand their faith and desire to see God at work. And it was plain that God was at work. I've always been interested in mission work. My husband Mark and I joined the prayer support team for one mission partner many years ago when Christchurch was still the church centre. As soon as the trip to Bolivia was announced, I realised that I had recently retired, had just started learning Spanish, and that I had no family or other commitments during August. I sensed that the Holy Spirit was giving me not a gentle nudge, but a great big push towards being part of the team, and I put my name forward the same day. In a way, I've been preparing to go back to Bolivia for the last 10 years by continuing to learn Spanish. It has been slow, but I've improved poco a poco. I have been spending between two and four hours a day learning Spanish, firstly on Duolingo for about 10 months. I then bought a Spanish Bible in January and have been reading two chapters a day. I hope to finish the New Testament before we leave. Phil invited me to join the King's Heath Spanish Club, which is great for improving your confidence in both listening and speaking. I would highly recommend it. Something different about this trip is that we are from several different churches. A few of us knew each other when the group was first formed. We have had several sessions to help to get to know each other better, as well as to discuss practical issues. In our meetings, we've learned about Latin American culture. For example, to expect effusive greetings, hugs and kisses when you meet somebody. Very few of us have formal church leadership roles, so we have spent a lot of time discussing how we can be useful. The team as a whole will be going to all four cities where the Anglican Church is established. The current plan 
is that Phil and I will spend time in Cochabamba in the centre of the country and Tarija in the south. The cities look close together on the map, but Bolivia is a much bigger country than the UK. It takes eight hours to get from Cochabamba to La Paz by bus and more than twice as long to get to Tarija. We will have to use internal flights for travel. So what do we expect to be doing in Bolivia? The short answer is whatever we are asked to do. On my previous visit, this included healing on the streets, renovating a playground, teaching children about hygiene, joining with women's and men's retreats and helping to run a football tournament. We've already held a Zoom meeting with Juan Cris, the pastor of the church in Cochabamba, and Deacon Natalie. The church is small but ambitious, with plans to establish ministries in several neighbouring districts. Near the end of the visit, we will all gather together with the leaders of the different churches for a training conference. This is an opportunity to receive teaching from leaders in Argentina and Chile, as well as Bolivia. Conferences like this have led to real change in the past, as God has moved to break down past hurts and give new wisdom and strength. I'm looking forward to serving and to making lasting friendships. I'm quite an organised, efficient person, so I know that there are likely to be changes in plans. Therefore, being spontaneous is something that is exciting, but also a bit daunting. How about you, Phil? I think one of the things I'm most looking forward to is that sense of adventure, of not knowing what will happen any day, who will meet, how God will work. It's uh, quite challenging, but very exciting in that sort of situation. Something I remember from last time was that we were called Missioneros, which I found perhaps put a little bit of pressure on us when we first arrived. But I think we did, uh, we did cope with that. I think really all anyone can ever ask is to be the right person in the right place at the right time. And my prayer is that that will be the case for us. That was brilliant. <laughs> I wish I could go with them. <laughs> Elsie and I are not going with the diocesan group. We're going to spend, God willing, we're going to spend two months in the church in Tarija with Bishop Walter and Adela and the lovely people there in Tarija. We were privileged to go on a previous diocesan visit about five years ago. It's, it's, it's gone very slowly. It's been, it is a long time ago, pre-COVID you might think, and we've been wanting to go back ever since that first visit. We, we felt that we formed a special link with the, the saints there in Tarika. It was good and we feel that they've got a place in our hearts and we want to go back there. We've spoken with Bishop Walter about this and he's very positive about us going. Yeah, the South Americans are very hospitable and very welcoming. But a bit like Phil and Alison, we don't really have an agenda of things that we're going to be doing when we're there, which is kind of a little bit of a challenge because we've kind of just got to go with the flow of the people there. Uh, we're going to be part of the church and we'll join in with whatever they're doing as much as we can and we'll try and learn from them and just be involved with them. If we can be of any help when we're there, we're obviously willing and uh, we'll try to be and um, the main thing is just to go and be with them and try and build on the link that we already have with the church there and the pastor there and the people there. Yeah, so it's kind of a bit fluid. It is. I think presence is the main thing. But if they ask us to do particular things, depending what it is, of course, we want to be available to work alongside them. We also want to be available to listen to folk there, talk with them, pray with them. 
Well, last time we went, Elsie was praying for folk one-to-one in English, using very complicated sentences that I was meant to translate, but this time she can pray in Spanish for them by herself. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. My Spanish isn't, isn't great, but you're we'll do own. our best. <laughs> A lot of what we'll be doing is probably similar to what Phil and Alison have already said on the video, so we won't repeat it all, but we would value your prayers very much, as I'm sure they would. And we've got a few prayer points that we'd like to bring to you, just to maybe spark off some ideas. You pray for us for safety in our travels, and also for God's protection on us and on our families while we're away from them. Yeah. Pray that God will help us to be sensitive and that we'll hear him telling us what we should be doing and not doing. When you come with an open book, it's hard to know what... You should be filling it with and what you shouldn't, so be sensitive to God. Yeah, for good relations with the church members in Tarifa, let's have a bit private in church members, our brothers and sisters there in Tarifa, to be sensitive to them and that we'll form good relations with them. Yeah, so basically so that that link between our churches will be strengthened so that when we come back or when Phil and Alison join us, we can all have a sense of this link improving and growing and deepening as they pray for us and we pray for them and know their struggles more. For godly discernment as we have decisions to make during our time there as to what we should be doing as we're doing it, doing it in God's strength. And also for help with our Spanish so that we can communicate and uh, don't um, make any great faux pas that cause offence. Yeah, there aren't too many words that you can misunderstand, but there are one or two that could go badly wrong. <laughs> but we plan to send out periodic news and prayer points on a WhatsApp group just every few days. They certainly won't be a daily thing. Just prayer points and how things are going. If you want to be part of that, and we'd love to be, please give your number to Elsie afterwards. But please pray for us. We want to go with the blessing of the church and in, in the Lord's strength as we, as we go. And thank you for all those who've already said you'll sign up and receive our, our news. We do really appreciate your prayers and your interest. It's very special. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bill and Alison, would you like to come forward? I'm going to pray for these four folk. Phil and Alison aren't going quite yet. Father, we thank you for the way that you call and use us in all sorts of different ways. I thank you for the way that uh, John, Elsie, Phil and Alison have heard your call to go out on this trip. We thank you for the preparations that they've been making over recent weeks, months and even years. And I pray that they would know your closeness and presence with them as they go. Give them safety of travel. Give them peace of mind for those they leave behind and I ask that you'd grant them discernment and humility as they consider how you might use them there and I pray that in all this you might strengthen our links and our relationships with our sisters and brothers around the world for your glory Lord we do these things in the name of Jesus Amen, Amen. Bless you. You've had a lot of information this morning lots of things to think about and it might be that actually something has begun stirring in your hearts. I love the way Alison said it on that video. She wasn't nudged, but shoved by the Holy Spirit. I thought it was a really good illustration of how the Holy Spirit can reveal to us what he wants us to do with our lives. And it might be this morning that as you've been sitting, listening to, to the things that have been said, that God is stirring something in your heart this morning. So the question is, what do you do next? 
You might think about uh, continuing your prayers for the country that God is putting on your heart. Maybe to make a time in your week to commit to praying for that country. Maybe God is speaking to you that you may be able to think about offering financial things to a mission organisation. There are plenty out there. So, if it ha- you know, pray, ask God, which one would you like me to, to give financially? We, we appreciate that that's not going to be something that everyone can do, but it might be that that is what God's asking you to do. Obviously, there is the big one. Actually, go <laughs> and do something. You might feel that God is prompting you. And if you're thinking about that, considering it, you can actually have a a chat with some of the people in our congregation who have been on missions. So I'm just going to ask, those people who have been anywhere in the world, whether it be on a short-term or long-term mission, can you just put your hands up so people can see? So I'm going to put myself in that one as well. So you can see, there are lots of people within this congregation, thank you, who have been either on a short-term mission in this country or abroad, or have spent a bit longer abroad living there, do go and chat with them. Go and see what their experience was like and get a feel for whether this is something God might be calling you into. So we just come to the formal end of our service this morning. My prayer for you is that in amongst all the information that you have been able to meet with God and listen to his heart for the world and what parts that you might play in that. May God, the Father who made us, bless us. May God, the Son, send healing among us. May God, the Holy Spirit, move within us and stir our hearts for mission. May we walk and preach the word of God to all. Amen.